Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast, brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 195 for the week of January 9th, 2023. Happy New Year again. Uh, before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. We'll start this week with a look at what's happening with the number of for-hire trucking companies entering and exiting the market. Uh, FTR's preliminary analysis of Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration data indicates that the number of net revocations, that's revocations of operating authority minus reinstatements of authority, totaled about 8,000 in December, which is roughly the same as the November figure. November and December are the highest months for net revocations on record, with the exception of the spike that occurred in May of last year. Of course, that occurred in the wake of surging diesel prices in March and beyond, and uh, also falling spot rates. Meanwhile, FTR estimates that the number of newly authorized for higher trucking operations continues to ease gradually with around 6,000 new carriers added in December, which is down from around 6,500 in November. Even so, the number of new carriers is running more than 80% higher than the average for the five years prior to the pandemic. With new entry easing, and carrier failure surging, the trucking industry is seeing a rare and sizable net downturn in the number of active carriers. FTR estimates that the carrier population in December fell by around 2,000, which would be the um, one of the largest uh, single-month decreases on record. When carrier failures surged in the spring of, of last year, Many of those drivers shifted to larger carriers as evidenced by contemporaneous surges in payroll employment. We saw another much smaller increase in payroll jobs this fall, but as we will discuss later in the podcast, it appears that for the most part, larger trucking operations have already snapped up the drivers that they need. That suggests that if we continue to see uh, net decreases in the number of carriers, we also probably will see a decrease in the active driver population. Okay, let's move on to our usual indicators, and we'll start with diesel prices. As you will recall from last week's podcast, the streak of decreases ended at seven weeks and nearly 80 cents. But we did not get a new streak as prices once again fell in the latest week, although not by very much. The national average price of diesel declined 3.4 cents to 
to $4.54.9 a gallon during the week ended January 9th. Prices were down in all regions. We aren't seeing much underlying activity that should lead to big changes in either direction in the near term. Inventories of distillate, which of course is the base stock for diesel, barely moved in the latest week. Crude prices have declined slightly in the latest trading, but only by a few dollars, and probably not enough to move the market. Okay, let's move on and talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week into January 6th, which of course is the first week of the year. Spot rates and volumes in the truck stop system performed according to expectations during the week as load activity rose sharply and rates dropped sharply following the December holidays. Spot rates fell in all segments. Refrigerated and drive-in rates remain well above pre-holiday levels, but flatbed rate uh, declines in the past two weeks offset gains in the prior two weeks. Flatbed and drive-in saw sharp increases in volume, but refrigerated loads were down slightly. Okay, let's look more closely. At the data, we'll start with rates. The total broker posted spot market rate fell nearly 13 cents. They were almost 18% below the same week in 2022, but nearly 6% above the five-year average for the week. FTR estimates that rates excluding a calculated fuel surcharge were more than 26% below the 20, same 2022 week. Okay, let's look at rates by segment. Drive-in spot rates declined nearly $0.05 cents after rising more than $0.24 cents in the final two weeks of, of 2022. Rates were about 22% below the same week last year and more than 1% above the five-year average for the week. Rates excluding a surcharge were 32% lower than the same week last year. Refrigerated spot rates fell nearly $0.19 cents after surging more than $0.67 cents in the final two weeks of the year. Rates were nearly 23% below the same 2022 week, but 6% above the five-year average. Excluding fuel surcharges, rates were about 30% below the same week last year. And flatbed spot rates declined more than $0.07. Cents. They were about 12% below the same week last year, but nearly 9% above the five-year average. Excluding a surcharge, rates were about 21% below this week last year. Okay, let's talk about volume. Total load activity jumped uh, more than 27%. It was 52% below the same week last year and nearly 13% below the five-year average. Load activity was up sharply in all regions led by the Midwest. Okay, we'll look at volume by segment. Drive-in loads rose 30%. Volume was about 50% below the same week last year and about 3% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads declined 4%, but that occurred after three straight weeks of increases. Volume was 53% below the same week last year and about 4% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads surged nearly 56% to their highest level since early November. However, volume was still more than 58% below the same week last year and nearly 32% below the five-year average. Okay, let's wrap up the weekly indicators with a quick look at unemployment benefits and mortgage rates. First-time claims for unemployment 
fell 19,000 in the latest week to 204,000 seasonally adjusted. That's the lowest figure since May. Continued claims for benefits were down 24,000, but they had risen 49,000 in the previous week. Meanwhile, mortgage rates barely changed in the latest week. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage ticked up less than a tenth of a point to 6.48%, according to Freddie Mac. Okay, let's move on to monthly indicators, and we have just a few. Two data sets relate to the labor market, so we will conclude with them. First, let's talk briefly about the manufacturing sector, and things there aren't so rosy. The Institute for Supply Management's Manufacturing Index fell to 48.4 in December. Uh, That's down from 49.0 in November. December's reading was the lowest since May of 2020. The two components of the index that are most closely associated with freight demand, new orders and production, weakened in December, and both were below the 50 threshold between expansion and contraction. Okay, let's start our look at the labor market by discussing job openings, which eased uh, half a percent in November. However, that small decrease followed a significant upward revision of preliminary October figures. The upshot is that the 10.5 million unfilled job positions at the end of November were 1.2% higher than the previous October estimate. Job openings are down from the record 11.9 million in March, but they are still more than 49% above February 2020. Job quits were up 3.1% to 4.2 million in November after easing for the past couple of months. Quits are still more than 20% above the February 2020 level. Okay, let's finish our usual dive into the monthly employment situation report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The U.S. added 223,000 payroll jobs seasonally adjusted in December, according to preliminary estimates. The gain is solid, but it is the smallest since the April 2020 contraction, except for the decrease of 115,000 jobs in December of 2020. Payroll employment in December was more than 1.2 million jobs, or eight-tenths of a percent, above the pre-pandemic month of February 2020. While we tend to focus on payroll employment data from the Establishment Survey, it's worth noting that employment as measured by the Household Survey rose by 717,000, which is the strongest increase since March. Payroll job growth has taken a clear step down, uh, downward over the past five months at an average of around 260,000 jobs per month. During the first seven months of last year, growth averaged around 457,000, and the average in 2021 was nearly 562,000. Of course, that was after the huge uh, one, two-month drop in jobs that occurred at the lockdown stage of the pandemic. The unemployment rate declined to 3.5% from a downwardly revised 3.6% in November. The labor participation rate picked up or ticked up to 62.3%, which is the first month-over-month increase since August. However, labor participation remains a full percentage point below where it was in February of 2020. While job growth has slowed overall, only a couple of major sectors saw seasonally adjusted decreases. 
Professional and business services jobs declined 6,000, primarily due to a 35,000 job drop in temporary employment services. Information sector declined by 5,000. As usual, the largest gains came in sectors hit hardest by the pandemic. Education and health services employment rose by 78,000 jobs. Leisure and hospitality added 67,000 jobs, but that sector is down 932,000 jobs, or 5.5%, from February of 2020. Manufacturing increased by 8,000, but the numbers varied sharply across manufacturing sectors. Employment and durable goods manufacturing rose by 24,000 jobs, principally due to a gain of 15,200 jobs in transportation equipment manufacturing. However, jobs in non-durable goods manufacturing fell by 16,000, led by drops in chemicals and petroleum products. Within transportation and warehousing, the strongest gains were in pipelines and air transportation. Couriers and messengers jobs, or uh, parcel and local delivery jobs, as we would call them, declined by 4,400, and warehousing and storage was down by 3,000. For hire trucking added 2,100 payroll jobs, seasonally adjusted in December. However, BLS revised prior month's figures downward, and that resulted in a December estimate that is actually just 200 jobs above what we thought November was. Trucking's payroll employment is 86,100 jobs, or 5.7%, above February 2020, Most of that growth occurred in 2022 as December employment was 62,600 jobs, or 4.1% ahead of December 2021. We have more granular data for trucking, but only through November. Sectors seeing notable gains in um, November were local specialized and general freight truckload. Those seeing notable declines included household goods movers and LTL. Compared to the pre-pandemic month of February 2020, local general freight is still the leader on a percentage basis with a gain of 11.8%. In absolute job gains, general freight truckload leads with 38,100 jobs added. Okay, let's wrap up this week's podcast by recapping some key takeaways for the week. The number of net revocations of trucking authority remained high in December, Diesel prices declined slightly in the latest week. Spot rates uh, fell following the usual post-holiday surge. Initial claims for unemployment benefits fell to their lowest level since May. Mortgage rates barely changed in the latest week. The ISM manufacturing index sank further, further into contraction territory. Job openings changed little. The U.S., added 223,000 payroll jobs in December. Unemployment fell to 3.5%. Labor participation ticked up to 62.3%. Parcel and local delivery and warehousing and storage saw modest declines in jobs. And for higher trucking, employment changed little. Next week is shaping up to be a light one. We will discuss consumer inflation and some metrics for the wholesale sector, Plus, of course, we'll talk about diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight and anything else that might crop up during the week. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 195 for the week of January 9th, 2023. 
Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.